The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre-recorded. Warning, you're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, a Monday happier happy hour. Gets better right now, Dom. We've got Dr. Kristen Lyerly. She joins us from the road. We are also on the road. I'm in Waukesha today, 540 AM studios, because Kristen, the vice president, Kamala Harris, was in Big Bend, Waukesha County, right down here today. Got to see the VP. Welcome. How the heck heck was it? Hey, guys, I'm so glad to be here with you. There's so much to talk about. (laughs) That there is. Today is the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade, and the VP started her reproductive freedom tour here. Uh, but we have anything short of reproductive freedom for women, at least abortive freedom. You know that you're an OBGYN. Uh, what's changed other than the, you know, throwing out of 51 years of precedent? I mean, it's not just about abortion. It's about health care. We saw long before Roe that our legislature was chipping away at our ability to access abortion care in particular, but also other fundamental things that we need. For example, they failed to expand Medicaid and most specifically extend postpartum Medicaid. So when a woman has a baby, when the baby comes out, the pregnancy is not over. This might sound like a surprise, but the pregnancy doesn't actually end for a year until after the baby is out. So women lose their insurance coverage. If they're covered by Badger Care, Wisconsin's version of Medicaid, they lose their insurance coverage at two months postpartum. Now, we know that most women who die related to pregnancy die in the postpartum period. So we are putting these vulnerable people who need help in a situation where they can't get their help and we're literally risking their lives. Yet our legislature legislature is not helping them. It's not solving problems. Rather, they're spending time on a day in Madison when they're usually not in Madison trying to get a 14-week abortion ban off the ground, a ban that doesn't make any sense at all. Dr. Kristen Lyerly, live from Hibbing, Minnesota. Uh, first and foremost, why are you in Hibbing, Minnesota? Why aren't you practicing medicine in, you know, closer to home, the Green Bay area? Yeah, I do live in Green Bay, um, but I practice in Minnesota in Hibbing and another spot as well because of the 1849 criminal abortion ban. So after Roe fell, uh, it became impossible really to perform abortions for any reason except for save the life of the mother. But that's such a gray area. And doctors and patients alike really felt very concerned that they were going to be closely scrutinized, that they couldn't ask questions, 
but they couldn't seek or provide care at all that was related to abortion care. And that got really confusing. People had a lot of questions about, well, is plan B, is emergency contraception an abortion? Is contraception an abortion? And with that chilling effect that went along with the ban, it made it really hard to take care of women in Wisconsin. Now, of course, we have a ruling out of Dane County that has given us the ability to start providing care again in the clinics in Madison and Milwaukee and now even Sheboygan. But in most of the hospitals where abortion care should be offered, it's still not being offered because that ban has not yet been completely resolved. It's probably going to make its way up to the Supreme Court. And until people feel really comfortable being able to offer that kind of care, they, uh, they're not offering it. So people are still having to travel and they're not getting that thoughtful, compassionate care that they need. Kristen, in Waukesha County today, the vice president effectively said, um, Trump is to blame for the reversal of Roe v. Wade. These are his justices and that he's proud that women are silently suffering. Uh, this is all about politics. We're in an election year and Trump is out there bragging on the stump I rolled back Roe v. Wade. Um, to what impact electorally do you think, Kristen? Hey, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, this is the issue. That's why Kamala Harris is in Wisconsin right now. So for me and for Democrats, it's pretty clear. For Republicans who follow Trump, it's pretty clear. It's all those folks in the middle, those independent voters. And Wisconsin is loaded with people who are independent voters, who are free thinkers. This is where it's very confusing because they're hearing lots of mixed messages. When Trump claims this victory as a provider who sits in an exam room and tries to help my patients solve their personal, most heartbreaking problems, I hear these stories. And these are Catholics and Jewish women and Protestants and people who don't have a strong faith tradition, all of those things that tie into their decision-making, their support, their history, their experience, all of those things not only help them make those decisions for what's happening right now, but how they vote and the things that, that, that help them live their lives. So as they're hearing all of these mixed messages, I think it's very confusing. And, you know, when I hear Trump talk about making women suffer, I just can't understand why people would vote for him, would want him to lead. He clearly doesn't have our best intentions at heart. Folks, you're listening to The Devil's Advocates Radio Show. That is Dr. Kristen Larley, live from Minnesota. Thank you for joining us, doctor. Uh, the, the the Dane County judge that ruled that abortion is legal here in the state of Wisconsin, uh, you mentioned what, Dane County, Milwaukee County, and now Sheboygan County. Uh, is that the Planned Parenthood that are offering those uh, services now? And why are the hospitals not engaging in this service? Well, this is Planned Parenthood's business. They feel very comfortable in this reproductive rights space. They are very well equipped. This is their bread and butter. Hospitals have to deal with everything. They're dealing with all the patients, young and old. They're dealing with reproductive issues, uh, obstetrics issues, cancer, preventive health, all of those things. They don't have the bandwidth to focus directly on this. And, you know, let's be honest, if you're up in Hayward or 
Wausau, the environment is very different than it is in Madison or Milwaukee. And if you've ever driven by the Planned Parenthood or been to the Planned Parenthood in Milwaukee, there are always protesters. It's not a comfortable environment for a lot of people. When I was in Green Bay in my practice there, we had a protester who would walk with his cross in front of the hospital because there used to be an abortion clinic there. It's not something that the community embraces. And that makes it really hard for hospitals to say, yes, we are going to be champions for women and we are going to resume abortion care again. It's controversial. It's political intentionally to make it difficult, to make it emotional, to make it hard for people to vote yes. But that's why programs like this and conversations that we are having at home, in public, wherever we can have them, fostering a deeper sense of understanding what this really means. This is not this black and white issue that politicians want us to think it is. This is healthcare. These are very difficult situations and everyone has to have the ability to make their own decisions for themselves within the context of their own lives, period. Kristen, you mentioned some of the you know different varied religious backgrounds of folks, and even some folks that you know are not faithful or religious at all. Uh, I want what's your sense of the political background, if you can you know surmise? Uh, you know, certainly Republican women get pregnant too, then have unwanted pregnancies, have issues as much as Democratic or non-voting folks. Uh, it, it, what, what's your sense on, on on that demographic? Oh, everybody needs health care, and people from all different demographics come for abortion care. Having been an abortion provider in many different places, um, I worked in Atlanta back when they were bombing abortion clinics in Atlanta. I was a medical assistant there. We would see news anchors from famous national television news, uh, news networks. We would see people pull up to the back door of the clinic in limousines. We would see... It, we would see many people from lots of varied backgrounds. And even working in Sheboygan, I worked in Sheboygan when Dobbs happened. The, the, I remember Catholics, Republicans, Democrats, I mean, you name it, this was their safe space to be able to express what they were feeling without judgment. And I heard everyone's story. And when it came down to the healthcare that you needed, it doesn't matter what your ideology is, what your political background is, you still need care. And that was my goal, was to wipe away all of that judgment and focus on what do you need right now for you? You know, Kristen, there were anti-abortion protesters outside this, this thing today, and they were specifically holding signs that said, abortion is not healthcare. Um, how would you respond to them? Well, they show up in my clinic too. And when they're there, it's healthcare. It's it's complicated. It, one of the hardest things as a doctor is you take care of people where they're at, but the way that they receive their care and how it fits into their lives may conflict with what their beliefs are. So before, during, and after, they may have very different experiences and they may feel very differently about the care that they are seeking or that they have received. And it's not unusual for somebody who knows that they need abortion care. They seek it. They get it. It's it's good, solid, evidence-based. It's what they need at that time. But then they can't come to terms with it afterwards, and they have to find some sort of an outlet almost to repent or to be able to make sure that nobody has to suffer from the thing that they suffered from. It's heartbreaking. 
I've taken care of those patients too. I, I remember in particular, there was a woman who had suffered from a rape 18 years ago and she showed up in my office requesting an abortion. She had never told anybody that she was raped and she loved her daughter. And she told me she hated her daughter every day for everything that she had been through. I mean, talk about a complicated situation, yeah, wow. but there wow. she was. Kristen, what advice, and we're short on time, but what advice would you give to a young woman in the state of Wisconsin right now? Move, what What advice? No, find a doctor you trust and talk to them about what you need. That's really it. You need somebody who can help you navigate the healthcare system, who believes in you, who doesn't judge you. Doctor, uh, Dr. Kristen Lyerly, although I find it difficult to say i believe in you <laughs> i appreciate you coming around thank you so much for joining us here on the 51st anniversary of ob wade OBGYN, dr kristen lyerly we'll talk again soon thank you kristen yes thank you guys more devils your calls could be next 844- the devil's advocates tackling the issues you're not allowed to talk about at the dinner table Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Love it when you chime in. Join us on the lines at 844-967-2789. And we appreciate when Dr. Kristen Lyerly comes around, especially on a monumental day like today, the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade. We've got Wisconsin Republicans pushing a public hearing, quote unquote, <laughs> to try and push a 14-week abortion ban. The only one that thinks this is a good idea on either side of the aisle, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson. And if Ron likes it, you know it's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there is no conspiracy theory Ron does not believe in, according to what, Mitt Romney. Senator Mitt Romney. Uh, Ron Johnson, to probably sit in that chair you're sitting on on Friday when he joins Earl Ingram on the Earl Ingram Show right here on the 540 a.m. You'll have to make sure you listen. Um do you miss Ron? No, not at all, dude. Not one little bit. 844-967-2789. Sorry, CJ. Still banned. Uh, Trump miscues have them seeking to turn tables <laughs> on the Republicans over age and mental fitness. I see this one over at the hill.com, Dom. What did Trump do? Uh, I don't have that one up, but we do have some Trump sound. Nate, thank you for well, pulling that. But let's just let's play the sound. You gotta, I mean, because down all this, all we hear, we hear all the Republicans. Oh, you know, Joe Biden, he's old, he's old, he can't do this, he slouches, he, you know, his wife's gotta steer him around, yada yada yada. Okay, fair enough. Guys, guys, eighty what, eighty one years old. Well, Donald Trump is no young man himself. He's only a few years younger than than Joe Biden, and Donald Trump has his own issues, man. Uh, and so I, I came across this one over the weekend when Trump was doing his rally. He was he was he was comparing what he was mistaking Nikki Haley for Nancy Pelosi. Not only was he mistaking her, he was blaming her for the <laughs> lack of security on January sixth. How did they let my people in the Capitol like that? I mean, the logic. I mean, it, it fails all the way that around. Nikki Haley let alone the slurring and the dragging of the foot. And listen, the guy's admittedly, he was not the president. He's not enough to deal with the kind of things that Joe Biden legitimately has to deal with. Donald Trump has to deal with Donald Trump and the chaos wake that he has left his life because he's got what? 91 
uh, charges against him in four different jurisdictions. Uh, plus, plus, plus. Uh, I do do understand a juror in the E. Jean Carroll case uh, apparently came down sick, perhaps the COVID, uh, and his attorney, Alina Haba, also apparently not oh, feeling I'm well. I'm also sick. Oh, my, my arm is broken. <laughs> and then uh, so the judge has, has postponed the rest of that trial until next Wednesday. You know, she'll be in a bathroom licking urinals trying to catch something. <laughs> well, Alina Haba. So whatever the, the boss wants. So for Trump, now he gets out of this before New Hampshire. So he doesn't have to you know, conclude this case until next Wednesday. Do you think that factors in one iota? I don't think it does. I I think this this Republican primary is on life it, support I think for it Nikki does. Haley. I think it does in the sense that everything that Donald Trump and his attorneys try to do is delay, delay, delay. And this, you know, I mean, I'm, cer- I'm certainly the juror of the juror sick. What are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, they'll delay whatever. How does Trump make a juror sick? Looking <laughs> boogers at her? What do you know. do? Alina, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I'm not feeling good either. So, I mean, th- does it change the the Republican megas? No, they're going to be out there for him no matter what. But the independents, yeah, perhaps. There might be a few that would be like, this would be over the top if a verdict came in and it's another you know, tw- 10 or $20 million, he's got to say, because he continues to defame the woman that he raped. Even, what, yesterday and the day before, he continues to do it. How much money will it take for him to shut his mouth? Well, that's the question. And if it's a big number... It's going to catch some people's attention. You want to hear an ironic thing, Tom? What's that? Tomorrow is the New Hampshire primary, as you point out. Guess who's not on the ballot tomorrow? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been omitted from the New Hampshire ballot because the state of New Hampshire, I think in their charter and their own constitution, said first or bust, baby. And the fact that Joe Biden has leapfrogged both New Hampshire and Iowa and granted first in the nation status to South Carolina, I think means that he was stripped of his of his place on the primary ballot, Tom. Or they didn't qualify. So right in or bust. A right in, right. A right in. Does this I don't think this affects anyone's no, thinking, but no. the fact that Joe Biden's first electoral thing will dribble in at like ten thousand bucks. <laughs> I mean ten thousand out of New Hampshire. He'll still win? He's still gonna win New Hampshire. Who's gonna beat him? Who's gonna beat Joe Biden in New Hampshire? Well, you don't want to see ten thousand for I, Joe I, I, and hundred and fifty thousand for Trump. How did Joe Biden do in Iowa last year in the room we were at? Oh, terrible. I, I'm sorry, not last year, last election Barely, cycle, twenty twenty cycle. Yes, we were in Dubuque yes. at Loris College for and the Iowa caucus. He did not do great. He barely made viability in the room, which required thirty five supportive out of like two hundred, something a little less than two hundred. Because you needed 15% of the supportive, and Joe didn't get to 15%. Until? Amy Klobuchar's was way short. Her supporters disbanded and went to the wind, and a couple went to bite. So then he won. Come on, man. Joe was not the strongest. Don't make me relitigate that (laughs) election. Here's here's my point. You know, it wasn't great then, and and I know it's going to be what it's going to be. There's going to be political repercussions coming up for Trump this week. Is political repercussions if you decide to move the the first primary out of the states that traditionally had it? People are going to be hurt about that. Whatever, whatever. He, I mean, it's still going to be Joe Biden. The end of the day, it matters not at all. It'll be very confusing after this cycle, though. We'll have to clean that mess up on some future show. Eight four four. 
967-278-9672789. Heath from DeForest. That's a new name. Welcome, Heath. What do you got for us? Hi, Heath. Hey, guys. Hey, I just, you know, when, when I was looking at the numbers from Iowa, I, I was kind of struck by, you know, you got Trump at a little over 50, but then Nikki Haley at, you know, 19, and uh, um, DeSantis at, at 20, right? So And DeSantis has subsequently quit. Yeah, right. But, but, but 40% of Republicans then in Iowa didn't want to choose uh, the former president. Um, right. You know, and, and so I'm really interested to see what that's going to look like in New Hampshire, because I think that's significant. You know, 40% of these folks are saying, and eh, you know what, we've done this. That's what, they, I, that's what I hear. I mean, you know, you, I, I think everybody is either in the I like or I don't like camp. And when 40% of Republicans in Iowa say, I, I got a different person I'd like to choose, I think that's pretty, pretty important. And I'm really interested to see what happens next. Um, do no, all great. those people then fall in behind Nikki Haley? Well, I don't think they fall in behind Nikki Haley. You make a great observation, though, Heath. Here's what I would say. Trump didn't win Iowa the first time. He was the incumbent the second time. There was no competition for Trump. But effectively, he is still the leader of the Republican Party in all ways, right? He was anointed at at point of indictment, apparently. They <laughs> yeah. loved him a criminal. Yeah, man. But it, it's, well, you make an interesting observation on the math. The fact that he's bled 40% of his Republican support. They'll all come home right. for if, this. If Joe Biden walks in or, you know, strolls up to South Carolina and, you know, gets 50, 51% of the vote, and, you know, 40% plus vote for some other Democrat, the Republicans would be all over calling this a disaster for Joe Biden. You know what I mean? And so to your point, Heath, no, I mean, not all those voters will go. I think a, a good chunk of those DeSantis voters will go to to Trump. Uh, but I think a lot of those the independents and, and right uh, moderate Republicans will go to Haley. We'll be right back. 844-967-2. The Devil's Advocates. Never personal. Only politics. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. No Monday karaoke, I assure you. <laughs> Although I considered for just a moment. Oh, I wouldn't love some Stevie Nicks. Man. Oh, doesn't everybody? Dom, I've always known I was smarter than you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cognitively. Oh, have you taken a cognitive test lately, have you? Yes. <laughs> man, <laughs> woman, television, <laughs> camera. See, I'm very smart. Yeah. I know all the smartest people. And yet I still hang out with you. <laughs> I bet if we took a cognitive test, I would I would be much smarter. Just like well, Donald Trump claims he would be Nikki Haley in a cognitive we, test. We should. Maybe we should take a cognitive test. Like, literally. Should Define take that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's something on the internet. I mean, Donald Trump seems to take cognitive tests a yeah, lot. But he talks about, oh, I did so well on this test and lots of elephants. I mean, I, I, how, many, how many cognitive tests has Donald Trump actually taken in the last say i don't know five years more than me <laughs> this is what i'm saying how many have you taken oh, none why would you have to take a cognitive test i mean maybe if they're concerned about something generally for me and i've taken a few major head injuries <laughs> multiple concussions that that 
usually where it starts. But I find it a little ironic that Donald Trump has thrown out some boasts, Dom. And uh, we're going to start here because I know you think less of the former president cognitively than you think of yourself, but that's the first sign you're slipping. <laughs> you're unaware Is that, that my, you're slipping. It's just Trump derangement syndrome, man. I, that, that's It's hard to get over, but I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. Over at the Hill, former President Trump said he would score higher on a cognitive test, <laughs> just like me over you, Dom. <laughs> the GOP challenger, Nikki Haley, who was seized upon a series of gaffes by Trump to criticize his age ahead of New Hampshire's crucial primary on Tuesday, especially for her, because if she doesn't make it through New Hampshire, she's in real trouble, Dom. She might go the, the DeSantis route. She'll be endorsing Trump in two weeks. In an interview with Fox News's Martha McCollum, Trump claimed he would beat Haley in a cognitive test after being asked about her criticism of his recent verbal miscues. Haley has also repeatedly called for mental competency tests for politicians, <laughs> you know, those age 75 and older, in her campaign for the White House. I know it. Trump's 77. Haley just turned 52. 52? I'm 52. You're older than Nikki Haley, dude. Slightly. And more qualified to be the president, probably. <laughs> Well, I think I'm a lot smarter than her. Sharper, sharper. Oh, my yeah. bad. Yes, sharper. I'm not wearing my cheater. <laughs> well, I think I'm a lot sharper than her. I would do this. I would sit down right now and take an aptitude test, and it would be my results against her results, and she's not going to win, not going to even come close to winning, he said in an interview. Trump went on to repeat his claims that he has aced two cognitive tests, oh. including one during his time in office and another one he took more recently. Uh-oh. Why is he taking post-presidency <laughs> competency tests? Like, who's he got to prove it to? Melania? <laughs> like, once a year, every year, she tries to file to have him <laughs> Put away. <laughs> no, no, I pass every I'm year. Good, I'm good. I aced it twice. I aced it. But I would say that, you know, I've actually called for a cognitive <laughs> Easy for you to say. Cognitive Monday. test. Well, while I'm doing the Trump voice, I've had to slide it in like that. Cognitive test for anybody running for president because I actually think that's a good idea. It'd be nice to have an intelligent person be president. Yes, I would look forward to that. Um, although I'm fine with Joe Biden right now. Uh, Trump, not so intelligent. Uh, we have some sound. Nate, thank you for pulling this out. Uh, Donald Trump over the weekend confused. He's so confused. No pulling tape to use against me later, Nate. <laughs> Nikki Haley versus Nancy Pelosi. Uh, both women he doesn't like, so they're all the same to him. Maybe cut number 24, please. Never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never the report the J6. crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. You know, they Ooh. did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything, deleted and destroyed uh -huh. all of it. All of it because of Trump lots of things like Nikki Haley What's he is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. What? I, I, I mean, so the, the wandering mind, right? First, he's talking about January 6th and bragging about the crowds, which is, come on, man. I mean, you, yeah, you're right, man. You had a hell of an insurrection party, dude. Well done. And then uh, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. It says her name three times. Do you know why? Because he lost his chain of thought. Forgot what he was talking about. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Oh, and then they know they destroyed all the evidence. Well, 
Well, that's the J6. He's it's when his bitch about the J6 committee. So he did a switch over there. Well, what, what, what about the Nikki Haley? And what about the original crowd size? Now he's back to Nikki Haley. And we offered him lots of people. People? You got people? Oh, of course, he's talking about the National Guard, but he can't say the words National Guard. I mean, the guy is losing it. The guy's losing it. He's losing it. Let's just say it out loud. If you're going to be critical of Joe Biden, you must be critical of Donald Trump. How can you not be? If if, if an old guy talking smack concerns you, uh, losing his chain of thought uh, concerns you, then you should be concerned about Donald Trump as well. Dom, you and I have both suffered momentarily from Monday mouth today. <laughs> yeah. Is it not the same? Can these ah. national figures not have a bad Monday occasion? Sure you can. Sure you can. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. But Nikki Haley was not, he, Nancy Pelosi is who he accuses of not accepting the 10,000 people. Nate, let's, let's just do it one more time. Let's, how many, how many different topics does he touch on in like 20 seconds? One more time, please, Nate. Never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they, did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything, deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it because of lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. So the crowd, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, J6 evidence, lots of things. Nikki Haley was in charge of security. Come on. One bad sentence. going to hold that against one. You. One bad there, day. There's more than one. That's that's one. That's the most recent one. Maybe, uh, maybe, how many, how many maybe do you didn't need? sleep well last night. Maybe he had money on the Packers. Maybe. Maybe he's in cognitive decline. Maybe the stress of his his lawsuits are getting to him. Maybe he's losing it. Maybe. I mean, it's certainly a possibility. And if you're going to entertain that very same possibility for president Joe Biden, you must then assume the same thing for Donald Trump. You know, my, my memory, not perfect, Tom, but I can tell you it's far better than both yours <laughs> and Earl's. 844-967-2789. So this is your new thing. Their guy's losing it too? I'm just an observation. I mean, I wouldn't vote for the guy anyway, but if you're if you're concerned of, hey, we got an old guy who's having problems communicating, well, that would that same concern should and would apply if you're being consistent in your criticism, if you're being honest with yourself, apply to Donald Trump as much as it would to Joe Biden. You know what was funny? I was listening to Brady Whitey Talk Radio because I had a drive down this morning. And, you know, an inferior product, but I was listening to it. Dan, I think he called himself. And he was making fun of the boomers in his audience, you know, because they're old. Okay, boomers. Yes, effectively. He was he was making fun of the boomers. Because here's what they don't realize, Dan. First and foremost, the boomers apparently only find Trump acceptable. His audience not finding any traction with the Nikki Haley. And I'm thinking, man, you were the guy lying about rigged elections for the last three years. Are you shocked at all that your base suddenly believes the last guy got it stolen from him? And the whole time talking about touching on multiple topics at once, the whole time Dan, let's call him, is defending the former president from all these stupid, you know, non-valid things. Lawfare, like, the lawfare. Called Eugene Carroll a liar this morning. Ooh. I'm wondering if someone would like to submit that podcast over to her lawyers 
because that would be a defaming statement, would it not? That's one of the same statements the former president has issued. Now, the fact that Dan is not accused of raping the woman probably would be, you know, a less involving factor. But to say she lied Hmm. on the airwaves, you're effectively giving defense to the guy, right? You're saying he didn't rape her. But a jury of his peers found that indeed he did. That wasn't a judge's decision. That wasn't a political decision. That was a jury's conclusion after a trial and evidence was produced. That's like law and order, right? They, they're all about law and order. That's a law result of law and order. But the same guy that would defend the Trumpster, the Cheeto Messiah from all accusations, because of course it's all political. It's all, all of, of which, yeah, all e- of it, everything. But, but here, here's the, but Dan also points out they're going to convict the man and what his hardcore base audience doesn't seem to factor in is a lot of independents don't like Trump once he's convicted of, let's say, one to 91 felonies. They find him a little less appealing. Like 55% of independents have said they would not support a man who's been convicted. Well, even like, what, 23% of Republicans, I think, are along. Yeah, there might be a few. Yeah. You know, not that they call themselves Republicans anymore. They're conscientious objectors. They're they're out there in libertarian land now. But do you see the point? The, The point, I guess, is... The realization that even the the most political of political hacks can see the writing on the wall, which is to embrace Trump is political suicide if the man is convicted. And one might presume something's coming down the uh, the pipe that could be bad for him. Let's just say legally. And uh, one yeah, or no, two no, or 91 listen, of these charges. Listen, and, and we don't even know the half of it because some of that stuff comes out. I mean, uh, you one could speculate, and I will. What if Donald Trump sold some secrets? What if he got you know, a kickback? He got something. If he Because they got into his Twitter feed. They got in, assuming they get everything. So you're talking they get about everything. the documents case uh, in Palm Beach. The cannon's never going to get around uh, Maybe, trying. maybe not. But anyway, it'll whatever the comes Trump up will come out. Of, right? of dubious distinction. Uh, his, his activity uh, during the J6. I mean. If he was in specific conversations, and maybe they have some, uh, you know, audio from him and, and Giuliani down to the Proud Boys, bang, 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 bang. I mean, there's going to be uh, everything that we, we talk about. If there's going to be articulation and specificity in a case, it's going to not be great for Donald Trump. That stuff's going to make him look like a treasonous bastard. Well, I would hope the publicly presented evidence, because we're not going to see it in a federal trial, probably, but the public disclosure of this evidence because you know the press will breathlessly run off and report it to us right but let's say he is convicted between now and the election one thing i didn't even factor in sentencing there's always a gap there's no way they're getting in a trial a conviction and in sentencing phase i don't care state or federal charges you're not going to get to all of them not between here and the election So could you see, theoretically, this guy, you know, gets elected and got to report to prison (laughs) right after he reports to the White House? If he gets convicted uh, but hasn't been sentenced yet, can he, as a president, could he influence his sentencing? Probation. I would would think so. I'm going to give myself probation. Uh, Crudy, the Koch brothers, you know, the Koch brothers. Well, there's only one brother. Koch Network warns. Trump is a 2024 loo 
Zaher, the Koch Brothers Network funded uh, funds Americans for Prosperity's Action, the anti-tax group that has pushed Nikki Haley. So consider who they're backing. If she does okay in New Hampshire, it's because of the Koch brother. Um, they published a memo about the raw numbers looking at Trump's chances, and they claim that they are grim. Here's what the Koch Network is saying. Quote, We've been clear from the beginning that we disagree with former President Trump's plan for the country, the memo says. As president, he added more to the national debt than any previous president, second only to the current president. He has consistently said he would remove core constitutional protections if elected to a second term. And his current economic plan leads with a promise to raise taxes by 10% on all Americans. Despite what some media outlets report, our polling consistently shows Donald Trump loses to Joe Biden in the states that will decide the election in November. If he is convicted in one of his many criminal trials, polling indicates his loss will be even more severe. That's what I'm banking on, man. <laughs> Rut row. I, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, Dom, but I was right about DeSantis. The Packers covered. And the yeah. Lions covered. Well. Well, you were wrong on that one, man. I didn't choose the Lions. The <laughs> Lions were thrust upon me. <laughs> Come back. One last segment for your calls. 844-967-2789. When they go low, we get high. The Devil's Advocates. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. It is our last segment of the day. If you got something to say, hit us up on the lines right now at 844 844- Nine six seven two seven eight nine. Stick around. The Maggie Dawn Show coming up next. Dominic, a big day locally, nationally for politics. We had the vice president in Waukesha County at Big Ben. Big Ben, right? Big Bend. Bend. Make sure I get not Big e. Ben Parliament. Big Ben Parliament. <laughs> Old Biss. So we had the VP in town. Yes. We got the president coming back to Wisconsin on Thursday. Superior. You and I were just talking about what a long trip that would be. And and today is the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade. We had a fine guest earlier, Kristen Lyerly, Dr. Kristen Lyerly, OBGYN. Doctor. We appreciate her joining us. I concur, doctor, with whatever she says. And later, as mentioned, the Maggie Dawn show, whatever she says, I agree with. I don't even know what she's going to say, but <laughs> she's probably right. Maggie says it. Yeah. She's absolutely right. Hardly ever wrong, unless she disagrees with me. 844-967-2789. See you, callers. We'll get to you, callers. But here's one. This caller I see is calling in from Florida. Florida Republicans have a new idea. Create a state program that will bail out former President Donald Trump with up to $5 million for his legal expenses using public money. Yeah, baby. What a great idea. OPM. The legislation, first reported by Newsweek, has been proposed by Florida's chief financial officer, Jimmy Petrotis. You're going to drink some Jimmy's later, aren't you? <laughs> hey, forget about it, Jimmy. And it's being sponsored by State Senator Elena Garcia. It would establish a bucket of cash called the Florida Freedom Fighters Fund. <laughs> what? The Florida Freedom Fighters Fund. FFFF. Better than the KKK, right? <laughs> I mean... The program would provide up to $5 million to cover legal costs for Florida residents who are running for president like Trump and face legal, partisan, and political attacks by the Department of Justice or state attorneys 
the Patronus office said in a statement. <laughs> We've got a Florida man, Donald Trump, running for president, and he's facing ongoing legal challenges from Democrats in New York, Washington, D.C. Stop. Hang on. Hang on. That, that, that's not Democrats. That's those are those are those are uh, grand juries. Those are grand juries. I'm just reading the statement. OK, I just want to correct the statement from the person who's giving you the propaganda who wants to use taxpayer dollars to hand it over to the the guy, president. the guy named after the tequila company, <laughs> the Patronus guy. Uh, we got a Florida man, Donald Trump running for president, and he's facing ongoing legal challenges from Democrats in New York, Washington, D.C., and Atlanta. The statement said the left is really good at weaponizing the courts because President Biden is so unpopular. They're not just trying to beat Trump at the ballot box. They're trying to throw him behind bars, which is outrageous. So we're going to give him cash. <laughs> so Here's some cash. Uh, some polling has also suggested that a conviction in any of his trials would severely hurt his standing against incumbent President Joe Biden. I mentioned that. Um, well, Garcia was elected to a typically Democratic-leading South Florida seat. This is one of the co-sponsors. Thanks to a ghost candidate who ran on the ballot <laughs> with the same last name as her Democratic challenger splitting the vote. A scheme that resulted in a statewide scandal of the arrest of candidates and Republican operatives. She's the sponsor of the give the cash to a Florida man who's being persecuted by the DOJ. No, by, by persecuted, being persecuted by Joe Biden, if you would believe. What well, the Democrats. Yes, the Democrats. Joe Biden. Or Democrats, whichever, libtards, whichever pronunciation you prefer. Wow. I mean, you know, $5 million, maybe you could, you know, use that money to hire a better lawyer. No, Alina Habba gets sick on demand. <laughs> she can puke in court if necessary. 844-967-2789. Drew, you are next from Florida. What do you think about that bill, Drew? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Well, the Drew well, I know is from Marshall. Why are you calling from Florida today? You on vacation, uh, man? Oh, I'm I'm a snowbird, man. You and CJ. Gonna be, uh, gotta give you the weather report. It's uh, 73 tomorrow, 79 on Wednesday. Ooh, it's <laughs> Sorry gonna be about up that. Up to 40 but, degrees on Friday, man. Anyway. I got Nevada yeah, primaries done. coming soon, man. I'll be <laughs> traveling soon enough. But you go. You rub it in a little. Yeah, well, I just. The number one bad thing down here is that prime time doesn't start till 8 o'clock. It's terrible. Games are on way past my bedtime. But anyway, all these people down here keep crawling out from under the rocks. You know, the the Trump trolls, they're wearing their little flags and their hats and all this other nonsense. So I just, I don't own a gun, so I just keep my yap shut for the most part. I listen to you guys all the time. And, uh, but the, the latest, a guy on the golf course, he's like, like, oh, Biden just forgave student loans. It's like, shut up. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Just shut up. Anyway, um, in a different day, all sitting around in the bar, and this guy's, oh, how is, how is AOC worth $29 million? So I Googled it, and I said, uh, guys, that's, that's, a, that's a myth created by somebody like Alex Jones or whatever. But no. So, oh, well. <laughs> you got to be careful golfing with guys like that. 
because they cheat on the golf course. If you ever uh, read <laughs> Rick uh, Riley, I think's book, guy from Sports Illustrated, used to be a magazine. Uh, he wrote a book about how the former president cheats at golf and cheats and cheats and cheats. Improve your life, sir. <laughs> Which Where's the rules? And always plays with the golf cart. We'll go out like mid round and hit some balls, which you're not exactly supposed to do. But you know, as the former chief executive, he was going to be too busy to golf. Wasn't he? How many, uh, I saw a stat recently, like, like 300 or 150 times he went golfing millions and millions of dollars. It cost us. Hey, thanks for the call. Drew, you take it easy down there. Turn them all onto the devil's advocates, man. We'll set them straight. Uh, Doogie from Chicago. You're next. Welcome. What do you got for us today? Hey, Doogie. Hey, happy uh, Monday. Yeah, man. Go Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Go Detroit. Anyway, uh, Short on time, um, man. I am, I am, sh- I am completely shocked that Ryan Sentence uh, uh, dropped out. I am totally shocked. Like I thought that he was like as ballsy as Trump. Like, wow, I, 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 I didn't see that coming. I really didn't. And I was amazed. You didn't see it coming. Place. Radio Doogie, no, I've been telling you was, for months it was going to happen. <laughs> I've been predicting his downfall. It was as predictable as Scott Walker's bald spot. <laughs> Doogie, be well, man. Thank you all for listening to this fun program. Thank you to the vice president for hosting me. Thank you to Dr. Kristen Lyerly. Stick around. Maggie Dunn is next.